0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Think Orange podcast, a podcast with ideas and conversations to help you influence the next generation. Welcome back to the Think Orange podcast. My name is Dave, and as always, we want to encourage, inspire and resource you by giving you access to the speakers, the thought leaders and the experts who are rethinking and reimagining the way ministry can be done. Now this week we're joined again by Reggie Joyner, the founder and CEO of Orange to help us move our thinking beyond random. You know, random events, random messages or random programs to something much more impactful, strategic thinking. Reggie is actually launching a brand new Orange Masterclass called Redesign Your Ministry to Last, where he dives deep into church strategy in light of this new future we're all facing as church leaders. I was so glad to be able to chat with Reggie recently, and I'm really excited for you guys to hear it. I want to ask you a question.
1: What is your strategy? Not what is your mission. I mean, most of us know our mission. We've crafted the words very carefully. It's on a wall somewhere, an organization. But the question I want to ask you has to do with your strategy. What what is your plan of action to accomplish your mission? If I were to ask you to give me your elevator pitch, what would you say? Uh, I know that in our organization, we like to say that it's your strategy, not your mission, that ultimately determines your success. In other words, some of us think because we have identified our mission that we're going to be successful. But what we've never stopped to realize is that that never ultimately leads us to the win. What leads us to the win is the plan of action to accomplish the mission. And the reason I know that is because there's so many organizations that have amazing mission statements, but they don't feel like they're winning. Another way to apply this same principle would be to talk about your teaching. If I were to ask you the question, what are you teaching this week? That would seem very specific, but what I would really want to ask you is, what are the big ideas that you're teaching this year? And how does what you're teaching this week impact that? And if we were sitting down at a table and having a discussion about your mission or your strategy, I would probably ask you this. Would you say, if you had to qualify, you tend to be more random or more strategic in your approach to ministry? I know that in my early youth ministry years, when people asked me what I would go back and redo, I would say I would go back and I would be less random and more strategic. I mean, I love random. I love random conversations. I love random fun. I love random topics. But my confession as a youth pastor would go something like this. We would finish an event, and then I would say, okay, what are we going to do next? That was fun. Or I would be trying to figure out what the next series would be, and I would go to the bookstore and be looking through the the most recent books written by some great Christian leaders and go, which one of those do we want to talk about with the students or kids? The problem with that is it's almost like taking orange parking cones, and this is one of our illustrations, and just, just dropping them randomly throughout a parking lot, and wondering why there's confusion. But in reality, right, if you were to spend some time arranging the cones, arranging the programs, arranging what you teach, just a little bit of strategy could give people direction. And and, and really, that's what we're called to do, right? As, As leaders, we are supposed to lead kids and teenagers somewhere. Basically, what we're trying to convince you of is that your strategy matters more than you think it does. I mean, if you're going to talk about the future of the church, if you're going to think ahead, if you're going to anticipate the next decade, you have to talk about strategy. Because churches today are losing momentum, not because they're not teaching the gospel or the truth, not because they don't have amazing leaders, and it's not even because they don't have an incredible mission. It's because they haven't spent time talking about their strategy. A good strategy will do a number of things. One thing it will do is it will help you give your team forward momentum. When you have everyone moving in the same direction, playing off the same page, it's like anything else when your team is working together. Everyone is moving together and you, you have a different kind of momentum. A good strategy will also help you recruit and develop better leaders. You know why? Because the best leaders that attend your church or the best leaders in your, in your community, they wanna know what the plan is. And smart leaders gravitate toward a good strategy. They gravitate toward a good plan. And a good strategy will give your message lasting impact. We love to talk in terms of scope and cycle. By that, what we mean is this. We want to fast forward to the end and decide what is it that we want a kid or teenager to know when they walk away one day. Then we back up and we put a strategy to it and we decide with the cycle to recycle certain truths over and over and over again. So what you say this week actually needs to be connected to what you're saying this year, which actually needs to be connected to what you want them to walk away and know one day. And a good strategy will do something else. It will engage parents to become more intentional at home. You know why? Because parents want to know how what you do as a church will impact their kid's future. They care about their kid's future. More specifically, they want to know how your version of faith and your version of Christianity will be positive for their kids. And the more they trust you, the more they trust your strategy, the more they understand your strategy, the more likely they will be to engage. And a good strategy will move people deeper in positive relationships. I mean, let's be honest. You work with kids and teenagers, right? You can't force a kid or a teenager to be in a positive relationship with an adult who cares about them or to build the right kind of friendships. But you can arrange your experiences You can create environments that will give them a better chance to actually move into relationships, and that's what you do. A good strategy can do that. And a good strategy will help kids and teenagers develop an everyday faith. When you organize your ministry in the right way, I think your goal is going to be for kids to leave your church on Sunday or whenever they attend your church and make sure that the next day and the next day and the next day, what you've talked about is real in their life and their experience with God is is shaping their sense of identity and their sense of belonging and their sense of purpose every day. And somewhere in the context of this, we've got to make sure that we're showing kids that Jesus and that God is a part of their everyday world because the everyday faith is such a powerful idea. So what you say this week needs to be connected to what you want them to remember every day. What you say this week needs to also be connected to people that are in their life every day, because somewhere in the context of this, you're putting people in their world who are going to show up, move in and out of their everyday experience, because we believe, right? We believe that the truths they need to walk away with one day are going to be best understood in the context of loving relationships. The kind of resilient faith that we want a kid to have is something that happens because, again, we have a strategy. I love what Kristen Ivey has actually been saying on our Orange Tour. She's unpacking what it looks like to think in terms of where students and kids are in our culture right now and to hand them a version of faith that can weather the storm, to hand them a version of faith that when life gets hard and life gets difficult, they can hold on to. And it's our strategy and our approach to kids and teenagers that I think makes the difference. Because if we're not careful in the words we say and the way we position who Jesus is and the way we do so much of what we do, we'll set them up to actually get disillusioned with God. And and the reason that strategy is so important is because it helps us do that. And and let me just explain one more thing and I'll, I'll kind of wrap it up here and I want you to think about this as we talk the rest of the month. Here's the main reason I think strategy matters and it's important for you and I to have better a better strategy because evil has a strategy. I mean I work in a small rural town and I and I watch what happens to kids with their identity and sense of belonging and purpose because I believe and it's just my opinion that there really is evil that exists in the world. And I I I listen to the stories that so many of you share with us about how teenagers are being sabotaged by depression and anxiety and and gang activity, and so many different things. Because if we really do believe that there are kids growing up in our world that are being targeted by, I think, something that would sabotage their sense of identity and belonging and purpose, then we should have a strategy that works in opposition to that. I mean, just think about this. I mean, Jesus said this, right? That the thief will come to kill, steal, and destroy. That there actually is an enemy that we cannot see, that would love to kill a kid's sense of identity and steal their sense of belonging and and destroy their sense of purpose. And in that same passage, Jesus said this, and this is the reason why you do what you do, and this is the reason why this is important. Jesus said, but, the thief comes to do that, but I have come that you might have life and that you might live it more fully. Again, that's why we do this, right? And that's why it's so important for you to have a strategy. If evil has a strategy, then let's have a strategy that's better to give life. Let's have a strategy that's better to help a kid understand who they are and how they belong and why they exist. Somewhere in the course of this next month, I just want you to kind of take the pieces of what you do and put them together and go, am I strategic or am I random? And what would it look like to become a little bit more focused on having a plan of action with an end in mind.
0: Well, as Reggie said, a good strategy in your church will change everything you do and we're here to help in any way we can. Now for years our team has been asked for a resource to help individuals and teams learn what it means to think orange. And in a year where we had to rethink everything about how we do ministry, it's never been more important to go back and remember the why. So we've spent the past 12 months working on something brand new for our organization and we're inviting you to join our very first Orange Masterclass. This first course is called Redesign Your Ministry to Last and in 40 plus videos, Reggie Joyner unpacks the key values you need to prioritize in order to build the kind of ministry that will last beyond a person, a model, or yes, even a pandemic. You can join Reggie Joiner for a sneak peek of the latest Orange Masterclass with a live Q&A immediately after at orangemasterclass.com forward slash webinar. That's orangemasterclass.com forward slash webinar. Well, thanks so much for listening today. My name is Dave Adamson. And remember, when you think next generation or church strategy, think orange. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Think Orange podcast.
1: Join us next time for more ideas and conversations to help you influence the next generation. For more episodes and show notes, visit thinkorangepodcast.com.